the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and much, much more. As always, so dedicated to getting you to retirement. That's the goal. Hopefully it works out that way. Again, my goal is to get you to retirement. What's up in your financial mind? It's always a big question out there. We could talk tacos. Talk fast food investments. We could talk about Greece getting a deal done. I know you're saying, really? Greece got a deal done. All the heartache aside, they still have a massive amount of debt compared to their GDP. But they got a deal done. I don't care. I haven't cared about Greece and Europe for a while. Most financial people have written them off as if they contribute anything, we'll be pleasantly surprised. The two things that I do care about today, one's obvious, the Case-Shiller House Prices Index, up 3% from last year. It's like a no-brainer, right? That's nice to see. The negative out there that had been trending for six months just went positive. It's durable goods. Today's durable goods number is just incredibly... I mean, when I talk durable goods, I had you at hello, but I lost you at durable goods. Most people don't care about durable goods. They don't care about the report. Most people in the financial world don't care about the report. Factory parts, engines, planes, cars, all big stuff, big ticket items. And when you look at the trend in the last six months, it's been pretty miserable. But for the month, core capital goods orders were up, rising 1.7% month to month. So unless something disastrous happens with this fiscal cliff... And it could. I think you're going to see a pretty decent year next year. Now, by decent, I'm talking 2 to 2.5% GDP. One thought out there that I love today is Las Vegas and CEO Sheldon Adelson. He's collected $1.2 billion from the $2.75 share special dividend. He owns 52% of Las Vegas Sands. He's one of the wealthiest Americans in the, in the world, wealthiest Americans in, on, in the United States. A lot of companies pulled dividends that were supposed to be put out in January into December. He's a guy who has grandkids. It's kind of funny. Um, he owns a Jewish newspaper. I mean, he's, don't take this like in a weird way, but he's very, very... Uh, traditionally Jewish. 
owns a tra- uh, traditional news uh, newspaper in Israel. Originally a Democrat, he became a Republican as his wealth increased. He reportedly argued to an associate, why is it fair that I should be paying a higher percentage taxes than anyone else? Oh, man. I think he's the largest contributor to the Republican National Committee. Period. I think he is. I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure. He criticized the Obama administration, saying what scares me is the continuation of the socialist-style economy we've been experiencing for almost four years. That scares me because the redistribution of wealth is a path to more socialism and to more of the government controlling people's lives. What scares me is lack of accountability that people would prefer to experience. Just let the government take care of everything. Depends on what side of the fence you're on. Is that black and white? There's some gray in there for sure. ConAgra agreed to acquire Ralcorp this morning for $5 billion. Ralcorp is one of those companies that does uh, private label. Like, So if you go in and get like a, let's say like a diet drink, or let's say tomato paste at Safeway, you can get the Hunt's tomato paste, where a, a big company like a ConAgra makes that, packages it and sells it, a premium brand. Or you can go with Ralcorp, which does the private label stuff. Conagra also does Orville Redenbacher's and Banquet Frozen Meals. It's going to have a modest benefit to the company. This is an interesting deal. It's a big deal. It's not going to kick off a big mergers and acquisitions. But for a private label company like Safeway Tomato Paste, Safeway Select, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? I think you do. For a premium brand to buy a, pr- a private brander, a generic brand, that will put your private labels on it, it's kind of a nice story. They're going to own more of the shelf space. Shelf space is important in the world of grocery stores. Even more importantly, it tells you that generics are doing okay. You know, 10 years ago when you'd buy generics, you'd be like, ugh, ugh, they're awful. But Kirkland from Costco has done a really good job of making some of these private label generics more than acceptable. So you're going to see more generics, more store-branded products. You know, a big company like Best Buy recently said, for us to survive, we need to go out and buy some private label electronics suppliers. We need stuff that Amazon can't sell. Younger Americans are going to have to take my word for it. There once was a day when we'd say, you want coffee? You'd go order a coffee. I'd like a large coffee, medium coffee, small coffee. Starbucks is changing the culture slowly, slowly, but surely. Now you order a venti skinny chai latte or grand chocolate cookie crumble frappuccino. 15, 20 years ago, you said that at a coffee store. They'd look at you like you're high. What have you been smoking or eating or, right? So 17,000 shops into it, Starbucks is changing the culture. So a headline in uh, The Onion that once said, this is like 15 years ago, new Starbucks opens in restroom of existing Starbucks. So Starbucks dropped the word coffee from their logo for an obvious reason. Coffee remains very central to the company, 
but it's acquired Evolution Fresh Juice Company. They got Tazo Teas. They got La Boulange branded cafes. They got the Bay Bread Company. So again, Tivana. That's their largest acquisition. So Americans drink far more coffee than tea. But when you go around the world, you'll see some tea drinkers. Tea doesn't really have an entrenched position like coffee does now. You know, since the 1980s, American coffee consumption has fallen. And it's forecast to fall further. Consumption of tea has grown, and it's expected to keep growing. The value of the tea market in America is $8.2 billion in 2011. It's expected to uh, continue to grow, double in value by 2014. It's up from $1.8 billion 20 years ago to $8.2 billion last year to $16.4 billion by 2014. Now we see why Starbucks bought Tivana. Got a big seminar coming up Thursday evening. You can sign up for it at robblack.com, robblack.com. It's in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge, 6-9, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning. I'm going to go over some of my holdings. We're going to talk estate planning, retirement planning, wealth preservation. Keep it. Make it last as long as you can. Sign up at robblack.com. Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Fiscal battle is mounting right now over the mortgage deduction income tax benefit you get. It's one of the oldest tax breaks. It's designed to encourage home ownership. It lowers the tax bill for homeowners. Deductions, the third largest tax expenditure by the federal budget, at roughly $100 billion a year. Tends to benefit the upper middle class families the most. Those earning more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, the annual tax savings runs at about fifty four hundred dollars. For those with annual incomes of less than forty thousand dollars a year, the savings is just ninety one dollars. The amount of revenue the government would forego from those claiming mortgage interest deductions is estimated to reach one hundred billion by the year twenty fourteen. It's not the first time we've ever considered changing this law. That was enacted to encourage homeownership. We've changed the way you're not allowed to add more to your mortgage and get the same tax deduction, things along those lines. We've capped it. That's going to be one of those holy cows that, honestly, it might get slaughtered in the upcoming debates on the budget. Look, I'm not saying I'm leaning one way politically or the other. I'm saying there's debate in Capitol Hill about this. Lobbyists are spending big dollars trying to protect their interests, including the home builders, clearly. Consumer confidence hits a four-and-a-half-year high. Home prices see the biggest rise in more than two years. The S&P 500 down three, the NASDAQ down seven. Dow Jones Industrial Average down 36. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. He's with NewFocusFinancial.com, or you can find him at NewFocusFinancial.com. He's with NewFocusFinancial. Talking about transitioning to a retirement portfolio, I say that you accumulate wealth from age 20 to 50, and you start managing wealth from age 50 to 100. And again, that's not set in stone, but that's the general concept. Mr. Burton, transitioning to a retirement portfolio, what's your thoughts? Well, 
when I walk people through this, I kind of got to give them some general market history, which sometimes is boring, but it, it surprises me how many bore me don't really realize this stuff. So market, as you talk about all the time, is positive 70% of the time. Right. Three out of 10 years, negative seven out of 10 years, positive. So pretty good odds. Best odds on the planet. Right. And when you're building wealth, you know, up until your mid to late 50s, it, it, timing the market doesn't really matter a lot. Right. The thing that you need to focus on is the asset classes that have done really well over 10 years but are doing really poorly in the last one to three, those are the ones you should actually be buying. Um, so it's not – it's really you can control your – your asset allocation with where you're sending your your new purchases. Give me an example of that. Well, so every three years, typically asset classes change. Um, they go through a cycle. So whether it's looking at sectors of the economy like telecom, like technology, healthcare. If you look at, uh, there's a chart that I talk about a lot called Callan Periodic Table of Investments. Right. And you can see that whether it's an asset class chart or a sector chart, that asset class or sector will be the best place to be for two to three years in a row, and within two to three years, it'll be one of the worst places to be. And so um, the real active wealth builder, the way they rebalance their portfolios will be changing where they're contributing their money and buying the stuff that looks like it's on sale. Where everybody else is running away from it, that's what they're buying that year. Okay? I'm with you. In retirement, timing is everything. Because if you go in, you build this balanced portfolio over these years and years of, of work, and then you just dollar cost average in reverse. In other words, you sell every month instead of buy every month. Well, if you sell during the downturns, you're selling. That is gone. That's lost potential forever. So if you would have had to sell your portfolio between 2008 and 2009, when the market was down 40-plus percent, and then you had to sell 5 or 10% to live, you're never going to recover. Right. That's gone. It's out of your portfolio forever. So that's why, and when you look back at the stock market history, there's only been two periods in a row where the market's been negative three years in a row. It runs right after the Great Depression, right. like late 30s, and then um, 2000, 2001, and 2002. The only three years in a row that we've had. We've had several two-year periods in a row, like 73 and 74, the market was down 40%. Right. Next two years, the market was up 60%. Okay. So... The volatility isn't new. It's been with us forever. It's just in your face with you know, financial shows out there all the time. So the biggest point as you, as you look at and you're 10 years out from retirement, one of your biggest things is, how, okay, I have a balanced portfolio. How do I get to the point where I have three years' worth of expenses, portfolio draws, and cash? So the first thing you need to do is say, here's my expenses in retirement, and here's my automatic income from like Social Security and pensions. So again, a, a simple math would be if you if you need 100 grand to pay your taxes, your expenses, healthcare costs, everything, and you're getting 50 from Social Security and pensions, you know that you need 50,000 a year from your portfolio. So five years prior to retirement, you need three years of that, or 150,000 dollars in that person's scenario, in safe money. That takes out one of the biggest risks of timing in retirement, so that you you have three year cushion that you don't have to draw on the portfolio when you're in a down market. And then by the other strategies of dividend-paying stocks where they have a history of increasing their dividend on an annual basis to help fight inflation, balance portfolio, and then also having a good portion of your retirement income coming from lifetime sources that you can outlive, like Social Security or pension or your own annuitized income. We'll talk about that at seminars coming up. You can learn more about upcoming wealth preservation retirement planning seminars at robblack.com. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. He's a CFP, stands for Certified Financial Planner. It's his designation that makes him a fiduciary. He works in his client's best interest. 
You're listening to me, Rob Black, on the Wall Street Business Network. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. Consumer confidence hit the highest level in November, highest level in four years. Growing hopes for the job markets, pushing sentiment higher. What's interesting is there doesn't seem to be any pushback on fiscal cliff. How are we not worried by that? Like, that's kind of interesting, right? It has to be kind of interesting. Like, how is that not affecting people's psyche? Fiscal cliff doesn't appear to be hurting people's thoughts out there. Will it all come in the last two, three weeks of the year? Or just, just doesn't matter, as Bill Murray once said. So the fiscal cliff, not hmm, compromise, no compromise. I sent out a newsletter on it last night. You can sign up for my newsletter at robblack.com. It's free. And I talked about how we're probably going to see a step up in most taxes, but not a reversion to the worst levels ever or the highest levels ever on taxes. Republicans' post-election rhetorical openness to higher taxes comes with a price that neither side of the fiscal debate in Washington may be willing to pay. Ultimately, to get a deal with Democrats, Republicans would have to turn their talk of higher revenue into a vote that may split the party. And to transform Republicans' talk into action, Democrats would need to accept deeper cuts to entitlement programs such as Medicare and Medicaid, which I think will happen. Not immediately. That's next big holy cow. I do think you'll see Social Security changed in the next two, three months. It'll be changed for people under the age of 40 versus over the age of 40. I'm just guessing. For instance, in the year 2025, it may be you have to wait another year until you can retire and get Social Security. They won't enact it immediately. It just won't happen. Don't forget a seminar coming up at Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. You can find out more information at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. online at robblack.com now talking money investing and more Rob Black and your money market to me feels like uh, what are we going to focus it on today on a day by day basis right we see that biggest rise in home prices in two years that should be enough to get the markets going. Hey, American housing is back, and when we, our housing's doing good, we spend. On one hand, on the other, we get Greece. They get their little economic package put in place. Hey, hey, it, great. But no, we're consumer confidence hits a four-year high. Americans are confident we're going to spend more money. No, 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 no. Today's the focus is on fiscal cliff. Not yesterday. Let's go to the phones. Good, Chad Burton, CFP Chad Burton joining us. Chad, are you with us? I am, Rob. How are you? Doing well. Uh, fiscal cliff today. It's a little bit of an odd yo-yo what drives the market on a day-by-day basis. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to look at any numbers, especially you know with Hurricane Sandy and how that's going to play out and affect it, but it's it's really a waiting game. Volume's still relatively light. You still have kind of you know not a beautiful advanced decline line, 
Um, so it's not like it's a super strong technical rally at this point that we've had. It is we've kind of got back what we've lost right after the election, and that's about it. Okay, I'm with you on that. Looks like it's going to be a fiscal cliff that, to me, I think there will be some compromise. Some things like Social Security, they'll, they'll solve some of that by saying, let's change the age in the year 2025. Not today, but the year 2025. Uh, are there anything in the fiscal cliff that you think is a holy cow that we can't touch, like Medicare, Medicaid? Well, a holy cow that we can't I think we all realize that a lot of things need to be fixed and that there's going to be – the Social Security for younger people is going to be much different than people have Social Security in their, in their 50s or later now. Um, I think that it's pretty easy when people worry about, I don't want to raise taxes on job creators, then give – tax credits for people that create jobs as long as they're you know they are employers and they have employees. So I think there's a lot of compromise that can be done. You just can't raise too much revenue and cut too much spending at once. You can't do it both at the same time. So they do need to compromise. But I want to remind people too because there's only, you know, really less than 30 days if you count Christmas in there to come together on a deal. And even if they don't get a deal done by December 31st, if they go into the you know first quarter of the year, things can be retroactive. So just expect a little volatility as a result of that. I you know I'm not going to say one way or the other whether or not they come to agreement. I think they all realize that they should. Otherwise, they will get some pullback and some market volatility. 2013 is going to be an interesting year. 2014 as well because a lot of the Obama health care plan is going to start getting some teeth and getting some traction in it. Uh, I was talking with Mark Dannon from Channel 4 Cron this morning, and one of the things he said, you know, he said, I bet a lot of employees are just going to stop giving health care, and they're just going to pay the fine because it'll be cheaper. Like, there's so many ramifications that people don't know how it's going to play out. How, as an investor, should you, you know, approach that? Well, as an investor, you, you can't really react based on, you know, facts, uh, uncertainties. I mean, as soon as you react based on a, a maybe, you're probably going to be wrong because people might sell and then they might see a drop, think that they're smart, and then they miss it all the way up and then some, just like people that sold in, you know, 2008. They, you know, those people have missed out on a rally, and even if they didn't sell, they should have more money than they started with in 2007. So as soon as people start buying or selling on rumor, it really doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense. Um, You've got to deal with certainty. And... You know, the really only thing that we know is capital gains taxes are likely going to be higher after the first of the year. So any reaction that you do now, all you have to do is look out and say, okay, if I, if I, if I have certain stocks or mutual funds in my taxable account or ETFs, and I know I'm going to need to sell it in the next 6 to 12 months because I need the cash to pay for something or, you know, to live off of, then you should probably do that now because you know what the tax brackets are. But any other major right. moves, just because you're saying, oh, dividend taxes are going to go up, so I'm going to get rid of all my dividend-paying stocks. That's, you know, things like that are ridiculous. Then you're just using emotion to invest rather than, you know, what are facts at the, at the moment that we're dealing with. We've got about a $650 billion shortfall. $100 billion, there's a tax deduction that you and I get, mortgage interest on our home. A lot of people say, oh, how will you get to that $650 billion? Insightful, informative, irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network.
presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and much, much more. What's on your financial mind? You tell me. The show is dedicated to giving you to retirement. We take a look at the headlines from Bank of America. What's happening there? To Greece, deal got done. Your home. Prices rose. Market rebounding. Best six months in five plus years. Consumer confidence hits a high. And yet the markets are down. Facebook actively traded today. They recently announced that they added a $10 million purchase from Samsung, turned into $120 million plus in revenue for Samsung. Get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Take a quick look at the market numbers. See what we have here. we got the SP 500 down 2, the NASDAQ down 4, the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 36. Oil's up a buck today, sitting at $86 a barrel. That's kind of nice to see. Superstorm Sandy Duncan. Flooded a gold vault in Manhattan. The one often seen in movies, right? A gold depository. A force majeure. This depository is one of five locations listed by the CME for warehousing of physical gold. They said they had to move the inventory after the vaults flooded. All the inventory is intact and in good shape. That's interesting to me. I don't know why that's interesting. That's interesting. Taking a look at some of the other stories that are out there today. Uh, Avalon Bay has acquired the assets of Archstone Enterprise for approximately $16 billion. ConAgra is buying Ralcor, Ralcor maker of uh, store generic products is the best way of saying it. Store generic products. So you go into a Safeway and you see, like, you want a diet drink and you see that Safeway's Slim Fast. And it'll say, just like Slim Fast, only better. Ralcorp does things like that. Safeway corn, Safeway's like corn. So they get the generic items and they basically let the company slap their name on them and offer them at a lower price. ConAgra makes a lot of premium name foods. Ralcorp makes a lot of generic branded named foods. It's a good marriage. So, ConAgra is a good long-term company. I'm not like up and down crazy, but I would own it for sure. I got no negatives on it. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Oh... How about the two cheerleaders getting their hair cut off for? 
leukemia or cancer this weekend. I kind of like seeing stories like that. I'm not sure why, but I do. It's got a big seminar coming up this weekend, this week, Thursday evening, 6 to 9, Thursday evening. So it's two nights from now, 6 to 9 at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. Good opportunity for you to come out, do a little financial planning, do a little estate planning, do a little stock market picks for 2013. You know, start getting your stuff together if you have it. It's not for everyone. This event's really for people who have accumulated wealth or people who are in retirement. It's not a basics, money 101 kind of thing. It's, it's much more hardcore than that. But it's a lot of good information. All your questions will be answered. To get your calls in the air, Day to come to the event. You can learn more at robblack.com. It's the Elks Lodge, the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. It's on El Camino Real. A lot of good information there. Um, other things to talk about today. It looks like Khan's going to be in the next Star Trek film. Just throwing it out there for you. Just throwing it out there for you. Eric Cantor summed up the reality of the fiscal cliff situation beautifully. From the hell... Eric Cantor said, well, the president got reelected, and we know at the end of this year, taxes are going up on everybody, everybody, rich, poor like. We have marginal rates across the spectrum going up as well as capital gains, dividends, AMTV, death tax, everything, right? This is the so-called fiscal cliff, so we know that it is a reality. That's what's changed. We know that. So why would we want to punish folks to see their taxes go up? It's pretty radically different than the debt ceiling negotiations, which were once seen as a template. The GOP has lost power and taxes are about to go up. Things changed. The debt ceiling is here. Will it get pushed out or not? It should be a very, very interesting 2013 in my book. We've got some holy cows that could get punished. And by holy cows, I mean mortgage tax deduction. We've got a $650 billion problem to solve. $100 billion a year, roughly, go to mortgage interest tax deduction. Now, we can't have the debate and say, we've got a spending problem. Money's coming out of the defense budget. We know that. Not $650 billion, though. Where does the money stack up? We either have to cut entitlements. Can't cut entitlements right now because that's not American. Look, I got an entitlement. I own a home and I get a tax deduction. Are you kidding me? I feel entitled to it. No, no, no. It's just a tax deduction, and it can change, and it has changed in the past. Like Prop 13 was a great idea 35 years ago. It's a horrible idea today. It's priced people under the age of 40 out of home ownership. I know people with children who have to rent because they can't afford to buy. Because of the taxes. Taxes, taxes, taxes. California, they get you everywhere in California. 10% on your income. Roughly 10% on anything you buy. So right there... You make $100,000, you really only make $80,000 because you live in the glorious state of California. Some states don't have income taxes. Some states don't have retail taxes. 
they can have a much lower paying job and do well. Do better than you. So it's, it's frustrating to see that people just aren't willing to say, you know what, maybe we should phase out some of these tax deductions. Maybe we should. And this is how the Social Security is going to get solved. You're going to have to wait longer to get it. And we're not going to take it. We're not going to say that right now because it would hurt people now. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll do it in 2025 when the people, you know, are starting to hit retirement age. Who, that's what, 20 years from now? Oh, I guess it's 15 years from now, excuse me. Maybe it'll be 2030. Maybe they'll say we're going to raise Social Security one year each year from 2040 to 2050. Right? That's how our politicians work. To get your call in the air, it's 800-516-1220. The Case-Shiller Index came out. Home prices up 3% from last year. Mortgage rates have fallen to a record low again, now sitting at 3.31% for the 30-year. Taco Bell sold 100 million Dorito Locos tacos in 10 weeks. It's a stunning product introduction. GM's bringing Apple's iPhone Siri to the car. Very interesting. We'll talk more about that as the show goes on. Don't forget, big seminar, Elks Lodge, Palo Alto, this Thursday from 6 to 9, 6 to 9. You can sign up at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This area update is brought to you by Garmin. Still big delays for drivers. Things financial money, investing, and more. I try to get you to retirement. We try to disseminate the business headlines. We try to grasp, is it a buying opportunity? It's been a pretty good year on the stock market this year. Not the best ever, but not bad either, especially with China slowing down at the beginning part of the year. Europe in a recession, parts of it. Uh... The headline news was, was pretty traumatic. It was an election year. Not bad. We're doing okay this year. Taco Bell sold 100 million Dorito Loco Tacos, which fanatical product. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton to talk about where we are right now. Mr. Burton, any thought on the Dorito Loco Taco? It just makes me want to invest into more companies that fight diabetes and other issues of obesity. And see, I want to join, if I can't beat them, join them. It's the circle of life. Talking about, uh, talking about, uh, what are we thinking here? Talking about, uh, investing in like yum brands. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, people are going to eat bad food. McDonald's, they're not going to go out of business in our lifetime. Right. It's interesting to look at the McDonald's, you know, they, they've dropped it. They, they saw a little bit more competition, higher prices this year. Um, so there's a, you know, pullback in a stock that's been extremely successful. And one of the reasons why they've been successful is because of a nice dividend. Me and Chad Burton will be speaking at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto Estate Planning Wealth Preservation Retirement Seminar. You can sign up at robblack.com this Thursday evening from 6 to 9. One of the things we're going to be talking about are dividends. Some companies have made some moves recently to pay you at the end of this year so that they don't have to pay you and you have get taxed at a higher rate next year. So Walmart moved up their typical date uh, from January into December. Walmart is owned by a lot of owners, the Walton family. Uh, they're saving themselves millions of dollars in taxes by doing that dividend this year versus next year. Copy the wealthy, right? 
Right. I mean, it, it, next year, if the fiscal cliff you know, fully comes into play and politicians don't do anything, dividends go from being taxed at 15% to your ordinary income. So for wealthier people, that you know, more than doubles their tax on dividends. So you're, you're seeing a lot of that. I think the, one of the most interesting ones was Walmart because they just moved their January dividend forward. You had Wynn Resorts, Tyson Foods. Dillard's and Las Vegas Sands were about the most recent ones, but one of the things that people look at is some of the dividend-paying stocks, if they bought them in their taxable account and they're looking at a potential loss, if you want to take that loss and harvest that, which is often a good idea, especially if you have large gains, one of your risks is that you sell it to stay out of it for 31 days. And you miss out on some sort of a dividend. And so that's, that's something that people have to weigh. So you could actually do what I call a reverse wash sale, Rob, where it's more risk. If you've got a stock you like, it's paying a dividend, and it's got a loss, you can buy the exact same number of shares now in your taxable account. And then in 31 days, sell your original shares. You have to make sure your, your brokerage firm where you're trading at knows you're doing specific lots. And uh, you can basically double up on the position if you want to, still stay in it if you're expecting a dividend, but eventually take the loss in 31 days. But remember, you only have a certain period of time to do this, and we're running out of time for this year. Okay, with that being said, is that a strategy to be so reactive towards the end of the year taxes? Is that typically wise? Because... It seems like mathematically it is because we, we assume everything's going to be higher, but we don't know how much higher. Right, and, and you're only going to do this if you have some you know, large gains that you're trying to offset. If you have just small losses that you're dealing with, I wouldn't be so reactive to do that you, because keep in mind, if you don't have large gains and you might have a loss either this year or next, if you happen to take that loss next year on the stocks, they're actually more valuable when capital gains rates are higher. So it's not like you're you know, losing out forever. It's something that you just need to look at each and every year, at least twice a year, and say, is there anything I can do tax-wise? Because when you take a loss on a stock, it'll offset any gains, long or short. And if you don't use it that year, you can use 3000 against your ordinary income and then carry the, forward, the rest forward indefinitely. They never go away until you get to use them. So it's like building a bank account with the IRS. So it, but, but, yeah, just because there is a change in taxes doesn't mean you – go crazy and try to do a whole bunch of changes to your portfolio. I mean, if you look at dividend-paying stocks, a lot of them are still paying more than a 10-year treasury. So, you know, seniors are looking for income. It's tough to be retired these days because Medicare B just went up by 5 bucks a month. Your Social Security only went which is 5%. Your Social Security went up only 1.7%, and your CDs are earning essentially zero. So the, the idea that people are just going to dump all their dividend-paying stocks is a little bit silly. We don't have a lot of inflation right now, so interest rates can stay low. What scares me is if we don't start getting some of these fiscal cliff compromises in place by the time interest rates go higher. I don't think fiscal compromise is going to be all that horrific of an event. I think when the interest rates go higher, that's when the pain is going to hit the pavement, so to speak. What are some pre-fiscal cliff ideas that people may be missing right now, Chad? Well, again, like I said before, I note that the changes could be retroactive if they don't strike a deal till after the first of the year. But most of the issues that that you're going to want to deal with are for high income earners. So if we talk about people that are married, finally jointly making over two hundred fifty thousand a year, not only do they face a higher capital gains tax, but a three point eight percent surcharge on taxable on capital gains. So it's a huge increase in capital gains taxes. 
Um, and a lot of the other stuff has to do with income and higher income taxes at your marginal bracket for those higher brackets, in addition to a 0.9% Medicare tax that's higher. And so what really the only thing that you can try to do that would be wise, if you're, especially if you're self-employed or you're expecting a bonus, is try to move as many income items into this year and any large deduction items that you might need into the next year. So if you have the option of taking a bonus in December instead of January, I would take it probably in December if you can talk your employer into doing that. If you, have a, if you know that your income is going to be the same or higher next year and you've got a, a large expense item that you can choose to pay in December or January, talking to your CPA about moving that item into January as an expense might be worth doing. Uh, just just to be safe, knowing when is that deduction going to be most valuable. But you know, other than that, unless you're you know super high income earner, I don't think you should be extremely stressed out about having to do something right now. One of the biggest things that we hope they fix is this AMT patch because this this AMT patch they call it goes away at the end of the year, and that causes a lot of people that are essentially in the middle class in states where there's a lot of deductions, like in California. They're going to pay a lot higher AMT, and it's going to hit the middle class pretty hard. So I think they'll come together. I think they'll they'll kick it down the road a bit, and and then we got to go through a big revamp of the tax code later on. With that said, Mr. Burton does a show. Chad Burton does a show here on KDOW twelve twenty, but not in Seattle, uh, from six p.m. to seven p.m. Monday through Friday. Uh, but just on Mondays, excuse me, it's the Money Two Point That's a strip of shows, but he does the Monday evening one. But you can meet him Thursday night at the Elks Lodge. Anything you want to comment on in ten seconds or less about the Elks Lodge event Thursday night? Yeah, I think the toughest thing that people have to deal with right now is you know where to keep the, the safe money. You know how to pull their dividends and interest, and then when to rebalance the portfolio. Because you got your IRAs, your taxable accounts, and your Roths. Which accounts do you draw from first? And we go over all of that at that event. Thanks very much. It's Chad Burton. You can find him online at chadburton.com, newfocusfinancial.com. You can meet him live and in person this Thursday at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. Sign up at robblack.com. Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. Rob Black will discuss current market conditions, his favorite sectors, and how recent... You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in, Rob Black, Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, finances, and much, much more. I'm trying to get you to retirement, desperately trying to get you to retirement. And this is one of those days where you can go into a store across America and buy a $425 million Powerball lottery ticket. 43 states participate. It's definitely not a sure bet that you're going to win. I actually get a chuckle out of people buying lottery tickets, especially when the prize is big, 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 like approaching record levels. I get a chuckle out of it because Americans spend $65.5 billion on lottery tickets, which for most states, it adds up. It's up 10% from last year. Lottery ticket sales have increased every year since the first state lottery in 1965. Lottery ticket sales went up during the Great Recession when sales of other items went down. 
About 25% of the money taken in by lotteries goes to state governments, which funds everything from schools to construction and even programs to help problem gamblers, which is just not ironic. It just sucks. It's a big infusion for state coffers. There's no doubt about it. But would it be bigger if we banned the lottery? So that you're buying goods that are manufactured, goods that are made, goods that have jobs tied towards them? The answer is pretty unclear. People spend disposable income on lottery tickets rather than buying a coffee at Starbucks or some gizmo at Best Buy. Spending money with businesses helps spur much more economic activity than gambling on the lottery. A quarter of Powerball revenue goes to the 43 states plus D.C. that participate in it, like I said. So some money's going to the state. That's good. That money's... Spent on tickets is paid out in the forms of winnings. The retailers who sell the tickets get about 5 to 6% of ticket sales as commission. They get only 10 to $12 for every 100 Powerball chances they sell. Like, that stinks. The remaining 9% or so goes to administration costs and advertised spending. $16 billion goes to the state coffers last year. That's typically about 2 to 3% of their total budgets. We have an aversion to raising taxes as a nation. We have an aversion. We don't like it. But, but you can tax the sinners, tax the smokers, tax the soda drinkers, tax, 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 tax. As long as it's the sinners, the gamblers. Convenience stores sell convenience, and I'll tell you, I don't like going into the retailers, the convenience stores, anytime there's a big lottery like this. Because I want to get in and out of a, a convenience store, right? Uh, Mega Millions. Back in March of this year, $656 million jackpot. So my advice to you is don't be the sucker. Don't be the sucker that buys into uh, the lottery. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. White House opens door to chamber on fiscal cliff talks. There's going to be a lot of how do we make ourselves look good. You know, there's a publicly traded company called Thor. Doesn't that sound like it would be a fun business to work for? What else do we have to talk about today? 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. London Olympic Park to get a $468 million overhaul before opening. Wow. A lot of temporary venues, walkways, and stands used at the Olympics are going to be cleared over the next 18 months while the park is connected to the surrounding area in the East London. Some new roads and pathways. For some nations, hosting the Olympics, wonderful. For other nations, nightmare. I fall into that camp of, I wouldn't want to host it in my country. Although the United States has the infrastructure for it. If you're a small country, you spend a lot of money like Greece did to get ready for the Olympics, only to see that fleeting moment where everyone leaves. This is interesting to note. Donald Trump's kids were embarrassed by his attacks on Barack Obama. His behavior was allegedly so distracting that his three children, Eric, Donald, and Ivanka, approached him and allegedly told him to soft stance that it was damaging the family's reputation. 
he was kind of, I don't know, he he went from entertainment figure money guy to a very, very hardcore political views, which, again, left or right hardcore, I don't know. He called the president's victory a total sham, a travesty, a disaster for democracy. Is he losing his mind a little bit? Do we all lose our mind when we're told how wonderful we are if we're saying you're fired? Probably a little bit of it. Oh. HP's uh, out in the headlines saying we weren't stupid. We we're reckless and easily duped as far as their acquisition of autonomy. Love it. Former autonomy CEO Lynch utterly rejects HP's allegations and asks HP to explain $5 billion write down and how accounting issues were not found sooner. Senator John McCain's meet with UN Ambassador Susan Rice after denouncing her over the Benghazi account. So, there's some headlines out there. Nothing great today. Nothing, you know, market moving per se. The housing market had great numbers in it moved the market, which was, I'm kind of sad by that. I would have liked to see a better day on the market based on the strength of the housing. Let's take a quick look at the markets. we got the SP 500 up one, the NASDAQ up four, and Dow's down three. Don't forget, I'm going to be doing an event Thursday evening in Palo Alto, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning. So ultimately, if you were 40, 50, 60, 70, you got some wealth that you want to hold on to, some retirement monies that you want to manage. It's a good event to come to. You can learn more about it in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge, Thursday evening, 6 to 9. Sign up at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. The opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.